more of the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson. You literally have less than six hours to get these videos submitted to ESPNTucson.com for the Star is Born promotion brought to you by ESPN Tucson and Tucson Alliance Appliance. Tucson Appliance as we're looking for the next big radio star. It could be you. Get your video in, 60 seconds or less, today, before 2 o'clock. It's got to be done. They may even be able to turn around and put your video on the air today during Spears and Ali from 3 to 6. Now, the grand prize winner will get a weekly phone guest segment on the Spears and Ali show. And uh, the, the voting begins today. So get your stuff ready. Get your uh, Get your chops up. 60-second video or less, submit that to ESPNTucson.com. A star is born right here on ESPN Tucson, brought to you by Tucson Appliance, only at Tucson Appliance, where our low prices are your priority. Uh, Real quickly here, before we go to the top of the hour break, our our little rapid, little quick break at the top of the hour. Remember, uh, don't go anywhere. At the top of the hour, we spin off for two minutes, and we're right back at it. So like Chuck Woolery used to say on, on Love Connection, we'll be back in two and two. Except we're just back in two. So stay tuned. If you are, if you literally can't wait any longer to see your Arizona Wildcat baseball team, well, your prayers have been answered because it was announced yesterday that Arizona will participate in the upcoming Mexican baseball fiesta at Kino Stadium that happens right there in Tucson. Uh, Arizona announced that they will be facing Yaqui de Obregon in the second game of a doubleheader which takes place on Sunday, October 3rd. Now, that's a bye week for Arizona football. So there's no excuses about being hungover after an Arizona football game or, you know, whatever have you. Um, there's no football that uh, that Saturday for Arizona. So you get the free weekend, and then you can go watch baseball. Now, these the tickets are like, like, like 12, 15 bucks or something like that. They're super cheap. Uh, I remember the, uh, the the team did it a few years ago, and it was a huge hit. Um, so uh, go check them out. That is, again, October 3rd, and you'll get to see your Wildcat baseball team there at the Mexican Baseball Fiesta at Kino Stadium. That's October 3rd, uh, Sunday, October 3rd, as part of a doubleheader. So go check it out and uh, go see your Wildcat baseball team before they take shape and you know get onto the field for the uh, regular season this year for, for Wildcat baseball and Pac-12 action. So should be fun. Looking forward to, uh, to checking that out. Coming up in hour number two, we'll be joined by Justin Spears at uh, at 8.20. Justin, our, of course, our afternoon show host and writer at the Arizona Daily Star. We're going to be talking some prep football with him. Get to know some of the teams there in Tucson, some of the players in Tucson that, uh, that we're going to be hearing about under the Friday Night Lights and hopefully hearing about on Saturdays as well. So we'll talk with Justin coming up in, uh, in hour number two. Also coming up in hour number two, we will talk some NFL as preseason week number three is upon us, and the the final cuts are going to be next week. NFL rosters have to be down to 53, I believe, by Thursday. They need to be down to 53, and there's a, quite a list of players who might surprise you that won't be playing, at least with the team that they're currently on, this year. We'll talk about some of those roster cuts, some of those guys that are on the veteran bubble uh, as it stands right now. We'll also talk some U of A basketball. We'll sneak some of that in as they have a very, very important visit going on this weekend at the McHale Center in Tucson, a young man from Canada. We'll talk about that coming up in our number two as well. Still a whole lot more to come. Some FC Tucson tickets to give away and a whole lot more. Stick, stay, uh, stay tuned. Stick around. Whatever. Two minutes to go right here on the Jeff Dean Show, 1490 AM, 104.9 FM, ESPN Tucson. Casino Del Sol Studio, the soul of Tucson. This is ESPN Tucson. 1490 KFFN AM Tucson. KMXC HD4 Tucson. For up to the minute sports information, listen to Sports Center on ESPN Tucson. Brought to you by Desert Diamond Casino. If it's happening in sports, listen to ESPN Tucson. 1490 AM and 1049 FM. Brought to you by Desert Diamond Casino. 
There's something happening in the desert. The University of Arizona football is on its way up. It's a new day in Tucson. We got to take it to a whole new level. New leadership. This place is on the right track and they're doing the right things. New momentum. This place is going to be rocking. Don't miss the desert rising this football season. All I can say is get your butts in seats. Be as rowdy as possible and loud as possible to help out the Wildcats. Tickets on sale now. 621-CATS. ArizonaWildcats.com slash FB. When escalator critters come out and play, just give us a call and we'll be on our way. Getting them, getting them gone. You need Termagon. When those tiny little termites, they ruin your day. Just pick up the phone and this is what we'll say. We'll be there, they'll be gone. You use Termagon. Get a free termite inspection today. Call Termagon at 322-9211 or go online to termagon.com. On occasion, I'll just let out a, a battle cry. The last one was like, uh, you know. <laughs> They'll like, never take our freedom. Yeah. I was thinking it was like a like a David Lee Roth kind of scream, right? <laughs> Justin, are you uh, hot for teacher? Uh, yes. Uh, I'm so sad and lonely. Sad lonely. Sad lonely. Oh, sweet mama. A toast. Spears and Ali. Weekday afternoons 3 to 6 on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson. Presented by Casino Del Sol. The soul of Tucson. And brought to you by Ryan Brown at Long Realty. Tucson's only local morning sports talk show. The Jeff Dean Show starts now. Welcome back to hour number two, today's edition of the Jeff Dean Show, a Friday, a football Friday here. And whether you're listening on the AM side at 1490, on the FM side at 104.9, or if you're choosing to listen to the live stream right there on ESPNTucson.com, we do appreciate you tuning in. I know you have a choice of where you uh, lend your ears to get your sports news and entertainment and opinions. And we do appreciate you making the choice to be here for Tucson's only local morning sports talk show, the Jeff Dean Show weekdays here from 7 to 9. Looking at some of the roster bubbles, the, the, the veteran bubbles that are out there in the NFL, some guys who may be in danger of getting cut, essentially. You know, guys who may not be expected to be cut. Now, I'm going to start with... Somebody who you know is a, a homegrown talent here in the state of Arizona, played uh, at that school of up north, and has been really a huge disappointment for his team ever since being drafted two years ago. And I'm talking about Nikhil Harry. Nikhil Harry has been a huge disappointment for Bill Belichick and the and the Patriots, even during this off season where he had essentially kind of demanded a trade because he just wasn't happy with his situation and. The Patriots weren't happy with their situation either. Now, he has a great contract. Of course, he's still on his rookie deal. Um, if if the Patriots do release him, they're going to take about a $2 million hit. They haven't been able to find a trade partner for Nikhil Harry, so they may just give him his outright release, which, you know, I mean, in, uh, look, there's some there's some good players ahead of him. We talked about Kendrick Bourne. He's on that team. Nelson Aguilar, who's a an experienced veteran. He's on that team. Jacoby Myers, another good wide receiver. So Nikhil Harry could be on his way out by the time uh, we're talking next week and all the essentially all the cuts that have been made so the teams are down to 53. There's some other some other names that you'll recognize that may not be on a, you know on their roster on their current roster at least as they're as they're in camp right now Mark Ingram former Heisman Trophy winner from Alabama he's with the Houston Texans right now he could be on his way out as his time in the NFL is starting to to dwindle. Uh, another running back, Royce Freeman for the Denver Broncos. A lot of news out of out of Denver is that he may end up getting cut as well. Um, you know, there's there's some there's some good players out there. A lot of a lot of running backs that are in camp right now that are you know considered tradable or not tradable, but cuttable commodities essentially. And then. We go to Chicago because the third-string quarterback in Chicago, we're all very familiar with, Nick Foles, a lot of teams don't carry three quarterbacks. And if you're Chicago and Matt Nagy, you've got Andy Dalton, who was the most highly coveted free agent quarterback on the market this offseason. Then you drafted Justin Fields, who 
by most accounts, will be the starting quarterback by the end of the season for the Chicago Bears. They can pick up a third-string quarterback if, if, you know, if things sour with Andy Dalton, he doesn't want to play for the team anymore after being benched, then you can always go out and sign some guy to come in and replace Andy Dalton or you know, as your backup. You can go find that guy. Nick Foles may end up getting cut next week by the Bears. They could just give him his outright release, which would allow him to go somewhere if he wanted to, or as he wanted to several years ago, just ride off into the sunset. They just had another kid. Um, you know, obviously family is very, very important to Nick, and it would be interesting to see if, if he is cut, if he does decide to continue to play football somewhere. We certainly would love to see it. We always want the best for Nick Foles. Um, I just don't know if if getting cut from the Bears is the, is like kind of like the last straw for uh, for Nick Foles. But we'll wait and see. You know, right now he's the third stringer. Uh, Matt Nagy may kind of protect him and keep him as a you know, as a practice squad guy, but I highly doubt it. So we'll see what happens with Nick Foles. So there's just some of the names of of like guys that we're familiar with that may end up getting cut and possibly picked up by another team. You know, depending on what the situation is injury-wise and, and such. I mean, if guys are getting cut from bad teams, that kind of tells you something right there. But, you know, so bad teams have good players at certain positions. You just can't, you know, can't break through. So that's uh, that's certainly the case in some instances as well. We're going to keep a close eye on the Arizona Cardinals this weekend. They, <laughs> their offense, let's just put it this way, their offense has looked absolutely putrid so far this this preseason. I mean, it's looked absolutely awful. And now they've got to go to New Orleans. They're going to play on um, on Saturday in New Orleans. And, look, it's just it's not it's, – things have not been good for the Cardinals this offseason. Now, they're starting to build a little bit better of a defense. They're very talented on defense. Jordan Hicks may end up getting cut from that team. And he's a five-year starter at linebacker because Zayvon Collins has come on and, and played extremely well in camp. And before the Cardinals break camp for good – We'll talk with Tyler Drake once again, kind of get a wrap-up on Cardinal Camp 2021 and see what that team is going to look like going into week number one of, the, uh, you know, of their season. But as it stands right now, what we've seen out of, uh, out of this football team so far in the preseason, and again, it's not an indicator of what we can expect to see in the regular season, but uh, the offensive line has not played well. The defense has played well in spots, but they have some growing to do. The defensive line is going to be a continued cause for concern for the for the Cardinals. They do have some guys on that the defensive line who have, are oft injured, or guys that just are oft like not caring to play a whole lot. Uh, they take complete games off. So, Cardinals will be an interesting watch. Um, you know, here in the final preseason week as they take on the Saints before they start the regular season with a real tough draw. They got to go out to Tennessee to play the Titans. Tennessee Titans are going to be a really good team this year. They're going to be hard to cover with those with those, uh, with those those wide receivers. And the Cardinals aren't exactly leading the league in uh, in top cornerbacks. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll watch the Cardinals. Again, the NFC West is going to be our focus this year. We'll talk all NFL. We're going to talk all the conferences, as we always do, and all the divisions. But uh, the NFC West is we're going to keep our focus. That's obviously our, our home uh, division, if you will. And uh, we'll continue to keep an eye on that. And the Cowboys, you know, continue to be kind of a, you know, I mean, they're always going to be a needle mover. They're always going to be a team that's a lightning rod for uh, for attention. They are America's team, you know, the most popular and the most valuable brand in the world of sports. Uh, what does their season look like? I still, like, I'm, I'm going to have to commit to my division winners next week. At this time next week, I'm going to have all my division winners laid out. The teams I believe are going to the playoffs, my Super Bowl winner and all that stuff, will have all those predictions for you. I, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty well set on every division right now. The NFC East is a toss-up. I have no idea. No idea, the NFC East. I, I know which two teams I'm down to because I just don't think – I know the Philadelphia Eagles don't have the juice this year. I really don't think that the New York Giants are going to have it. I, Daniel Jones may get Dave Gettleman fired, and look – Giants fans, I'm sure, will be very excited about that. But Daniel Jones, you know, he, he was drafted. 
highly touted for his decision making. You know, he's an intelligent quarterback, and you get these labels when you go to places like Duke or Vanderbilt or Northwestern or Stanford or something like that, and people think you're like a genius all of a sudden. Look, they let dumb people into those schools to play football too. Okay, it's not just you don't. Not everybody's a rocket scientist and just happen to play football as well. Daniel Jones, with the amount of turnovers that he's had, look, I've never ever been on a football field whether it be as a member of the team or a member of the media or a coach for that matter i've coached a couple of couple of seasons as well here and there i've never ever ever been on a football field where the head coach or the offensive coordinator or the quarterback's coach or who the hell ever it wearing a whistle did not say every single day to the quarterbacks don't lose the football protect the football that is your number one priority is to protect the football don't give it away to the other team i have never been on a football field where i didn't hear that every single stinking day how much longer does it take to get through daniel jones thick head that he has to protect the football i was watching film uh when was it like a, a couple months ago i was just watching some stuff um on the 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 uh, the, the coaches film app that i've got just kind of looking at some stuff. I wanted to see some certain things, and they were showing, like, the differences between how quarterbacks hold the football, like where they hold the ball. Daniel Jones carries that thing around his hip in one hand all the time, standing in the pocket. Guys all around him, defensive linemen with great reach and, and great determination, swatting the ball out, and he still continues to carry the ball down at his waistline in one hand. Meanwhile, other quarterbacks are high, they're above, you know, shoulder you know, shoulder height with the ball, two hands on the ball before they get rid of it. He's out there looking around the field, forgetting that he's got a ball in his hands. And then when he does throw the ball, you never know. You might just throw it to the other team, just blatantly throw it into triple coverage. Like, oh, sorry, didn't, I didn't see those three guys in opposite colored jerseys there. I don't know what it's going to take for that dude to realize that you can't turn the ball over as a quarterback. 30 turnovers last year, 30. I mean, that's, that's just, that's, you can't do that. Or the, I'm sorry, the last two years. Can't do it. As uh, Mike Singletary say, can't do it. Can't win with him. Won't do it. Uh, you know, Daniel Jones, it just, it, he doesn't, he doesn't do it for me. And I think, you don't think he does it for a lot of people, specifically the fans of New York. You know, he was given that stupid nickname, Danny Dimes. He's shown flashes of, of being really good. But for the most part, he's a turnover machine. And once you get labeled turnover machine uh, in the NFL as a quarterback, you got very little chance of, of ever getting out of that. Ryan Leaf never got a second chance, essentially. There have been a lot of quarterbacks. Uh, Heath Shuler never got another chance. Tim Couch never got another chance. Now, again, at the time, these guys are like, man, that's the guy. That's the dude. That you know, He was a great quarterback. I remember watching Ryan Leaf in college. I'm like, this guy's in, amazing. I – will say that I will still continue to tell people this story you know until the end of the day I die. I felt that Ryan Leaf was a better NFL pro ready quarterback than Peyton Manning was the year that they came out together. I said it. I'm on the record as saying it. Ryan Leaf's a better quarterback. He'll have a better NFL career than Peyton Manning. And after year number one I was like, see, told you Peyton Manning twenty eight interceptions, team wins three games. I'm like, yep, I'm the best. I'm the man. And then Ryan Leaf can't control himself and just throwing the ball to people not on his team and then getting in the faces of teammates media coaches every, basically everybody losing his cool peyton manning meanwhile becomes one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time <laughs> so yeah I, some guys just never get a second chance if you're labeled a turnover machine Jameis winston turnover machine right 30 picks two years ago 30 30 30 touchdowns 30 interceptions but he also throws for 5,000 yards. And you can see the, the talent just oozing out of him. He's such an amazing athlete and quarterback. He really is. You watch him play, and you're like, God, he's good. And then you just he continues to just challenge people. Like, yeah, try to catch this. He's like um, he's like Wild Thing. Remember Major League Two, the, the movie Major League Two? is terrible. You may not want to remember it. But Wild Thing has a, like, he's got a, a, like an identity crisis. He gets a girlfriend, like a bougie girlfriend. And she tries to turn him into, like, this marketing genius. 
and change his image and all this other stuff. And he develops all these other pitches, and he gives them these stupid names. And he's like, here, if you can hit this, you can rename it. That's kind of like Jameis Winston. Like, he's so overly confident in his stuff. He's like, here, if you can, if you can intercept this ball, then you can keep it. And he throws it up there, and it gets intercepted. It doesn't mean that he's a bad football player. He's very competitive. He's very good at what he does, just not making the best decisions all the time. However, in New Orleans this year, he's going to get his second shot. He sat for a year behind Drew Brees last year in the COVID year. Now he's taken over the reins. He was just named the starter today, right? Didn't Sean Payton just name him the starter this morning? Said James Wins is going to be my starter for the season. So he's getting his second chance because he's able to throw for 5,000 yards in a season. And you can see the talent oozing out of him. You don't see that out of Daniel Jones. Guy that turns the ball over 30 times in two seasons and can't throw a football over 55 yards and still continues to make, uh, you know, boneheaded mistakes and has a a, a career high of 2,900 yards passing, those guys don't get second chances. They don't win football games. They don't get second chances. That's it. If Daniel Jones can't figure out, he's out. If he can't figure it out, Dave Gettleman's out. The Mara family doesn't put up with that stuff. They've lost way too many games for too to, for too long in New York, so it's it's it, this is a do or die year for Gettleman and for Daniel Jones in New York, in my opinion. But when you look at the other two teams, Washington and Dallas, I'm pretty sure Dallas is the better team, top to bottom. Washington's got the best defense in that division, maybe the best defense in the NFC. It's damn good. They got quarterback issues. Are they going to be able to score points? I'm having a hard time deciding there. The NFC West is tough, too. There's three really good teams. If the 49ers stay healthy, what do they look like? Seahawks got to figure out a way to run the football this year. And the L.A. Rams have to find somebody to hand the football off, too. Otherwise, Matt Stafford's arm's going to fall off in week 14, throwing 70 passes a game. That was my, remember my, my bold prediction from, like, like, the first week we did the show. First week we restarted the show after the uh, after the, the, the break, I said that, that Matt Stafford's going to break the all-time yardage record this season. He can throw over 7,000 yards this year. I don't know. 17 games under with Sean McVay's system, and now no running back? They're throwing the ball everywhere. And I believe Sean McVay could develop a passing system that would work if you throw the ball 65 times a game. I think he's smart enough to do it. And Stafford's got the arm to do it. It may fall off, like I said, in week 14, but uh, he's certainly got the strength to uh, to get the ball out there that many times a game. So we'll see. NFL Cover 2, heard every weekday here on Spears and Ali from 3 to 6, covering all the NFL's news and notes for the day, it's brought to you by Barrio Brewing Company. Bar Brewing Company, Arizona's oldest brewery, celebrating 30 years of brewing for Arizona. Speaking of Spears and Ali, we'll be joined by Justin Spears to talk some high school prep football next, right here on the Jeff Dean Show on ESPN Tucson. Now back to the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson. Star is born right here on ESPN Tucson. Brought to you by Tucson Appliance. You have literally less than five hours to get your video in. Submit it to ESPNTucson.com. It's 60 seconds or less showing us what you've got. Show us your chops, your radio chops. If you can do what we do, the grand prize winner will get a weekly phone guest segment on Spears and Ali, 3 to 6, to talk whatever. Soccer, professional wrestling, tennis, whatever you guys want to talk about. Throw some curveballs at those guys. They... Don't don't just let them talk NFL and Arizona sports the entire time. Throw some you know let's get some get some curling in the mix there. Get us your video to ESPNTucson.com today as the voting will start today. A star is born on ESPN Tucson brought to you by Tucson Appliance, only at Tucson Appliance, where our low prices are your priority. Let's go out to the phones. We're joined by writer for the Arizona Daily Star and of course host of the Spears and Ali show every weekday here at 3 to 6 on ESPN Tucson. Justin Spears joins us right now on the Jeff Dean Show on a football Friday. Justin, what's up, buddy? Man, nothing excites me more than talking about curling in the middle of football season. So, yes, uh, <laughs> I encourage all of us to, to, 
all uh, whoever wins the contest, yes, please throw some curveballs at us. Hey, it's you know it's your guys' promotion. I'm just helping you fall on the sword here. That's all. It's just it's, <laughs> you know I'm I'm trying to set you guys up for you know for you know, get a little egg on your face because look, I ran one of these contests a long time ago when I was with Fox Sports, and uh, it did not go well. The winner was a complete dud. I'm like, who voted? Like who? Like who said this this person was going to win this contest? Like he was horrible. Like we had to excuse him from the contest after the second day, and yeah. So hopefully, hopefully, cooler heads will prevail this time, and we'll be able to pick a good winner. I think we will. We got a lot of informed people there in the city of Tucson. Absolutely, I've already seen uh, some of the videos that have been submitted uh, for the contest, and it's going to be a, a very interesting race. Now it also comes down to uh, voting. So for um, those who can vote, please go to ESPNTucson.com if you're not going to be able to participate. But, man, I'm excited, Jeff, because this Saturday, college football starts. Tonight, high school football begins. And then just like that, the NFL season will be here. So I know. it's a good time. It's football season, brother. Let me ask you, did you get a chance to go to any high school football games last year? I did. And it was very depressing because <laughs> – the high school football season in Southern Arizona, it was it was uh, abbreviated for an already truncated season. Uh, you know, a lot of teams in Southern Arizona only got to play three, maybe four games, mm-hmm. uh, with the exception of the private schools like Push Ridge Christian and South Point Catholic. They were actually able uh, to operate on their own rules and not the county's rules. So those guys uh, were fortunate enough to play seven to eight games in a season while the rest of Southern Arizona had to go by Pima County's orders. And initially it was uh, no fans, uh, depending on the school, uh, but TUSD, the largest school district in Southern Arizona mandated a uh, no spectator policy. So it was just so weird going to a game on a Friday night. And usually you would hear, you know, the crowd cheer and the bands playing. And there's just this certain, just this, this specific type of atmosphere at a high school football game on, on Friday nights. that's just unmatched. And I didn't get to experience that last year. I remember going to, I believe it was a Saguaro Walden Grove game. And that was a game that literally went all the way down to the last play. Walden Grove won on a two-point conversion. And it was an a crazy game, but I just can't imagine what it'd be like if there were actually fans, spectators, because that atmosphere just would have been amplified. And it was, it was like a library, you know, it was yeah. a, a thrilling game, but the only cheers that you could hear were, were from the sidelines while the, the stands were completely empty. So now as we approach the upcoming season, you know, week zero begins today. I'm excited to finally see people return to the stands and, and get back to normalcy because, like I said, Friday nights under the lights, man, it's just it's it's special. Well, let's start with three A. You mentioned Push Ridge, and and they've put together one heck of a program there. I mean, they really are a very impressive football program that has been able to to play in three A, stay in three A, really, which is you know kind of a huge deal for for them. Um, and look, three A is a very competitive a very competitive division. I used to work with a three A school up here named Benjamin Franklin, a team who played for state championships uh, while I was there. Yeah. And, you know, so I got to see a lot of these schools, and I was just thoroughly impressed with the entire program over there at Push Ridge, and I'm looking forward to going and watching one of their games this year. They're one of the better teams in 3A this year, right? Oh, certainly. And Push Ridge is um, an interesting story because, you know, their their previous coach, Gary Harris, uh, he was a, a guy who was, kind of coached Push Ridge like, like the Naval Academy. All they ran were options. Yeah. They, it was a very old-school wing-T offense, but it worked. Um, last year, they actually kind of started to throw the ball around a lot, even though they had one of the best running backs in the area in uh, Evan Lovett. They, they were throwing around the ball. And, you know, the, the Wildcats, they're not just the only team in Tucson that's going to operate with two quarterbacks for the time being. You know, Push Ridge um, had two quarterbacks last year. Hayden Hallett, and I'm completely blanking on the other guy's name, but he's a special talent as well. And both those guys just seemed to make it work, and they were also throwing the ball a lot last year too. So it's a change of pace for Push Ridge. Um, you know, they have a, a game against Benson tonight, which I think 
um, they'll be able to set the tone and win that game. Uh, but the thing about the Lions is, you know, they have a, a bunch of returning talent. And, you know, one guy that um, I can't wait to watch this season, and I think he's going to be one of the top players in the area, and that is uh, tight end and DN Will Way. Um, he's a great basketball player, but, you know, basketball players, for some reason, they always make the best tight end. And uh, I expect a big season out of him this year, and uh, it's going to be fun to watch Push Ridge. Sabino, another 3A school, they play down in uh, down in Tucson tonight as well, right? They they kick off their season tonight for the, in 3A. Yeah, so they will face uh, Chandler Arizona College Prep, and this is on the road in Phoenix. And Sabino, they're trying to play spoiler because uh, AZ College Prep is playing their first ever varsity game tonight. Yeah. Uh, so Sabino wants to go up there, spoil the party. And win that game, and Sabino is a program that I truly believe uh, will be one of the top uh, teams in Southern Arizona, regardless of division. Uh, they have a bunch of young talent. Uh, Cameron Hackworth is going to be their starting quarterback, and you know Ryan McBrayer, their head coach. I was able to talk to him this off season, and he said that Cameron Hackworth, um, if if something happened with AJ Skaggs last year, and Skaggs is one of the program's top. Uh, quarterbacks like in, in terms of passing yards and touchdowns and he's he's a guy that does it all Cameron Hackworth would have been the guy as a true freshman now as a sophomore uh, he takes the reins at quarterback and he's a very athletic guy uh, can do it all as a dual threat quarterback and uh, he doesn't have any college offers but um, he has taken an unofficial visit to the University of Arizona and is expected to be one of the the biggest athletes around the area uh, they also have Camden Gambrell, who is a transfer from South Lake Catholic. And fortunately for him, he won his appeal with the AIA. So he's not going to miss half the season this year. He's going to be able to play yeah. uh, the full the full year, which is great for Arizona uh, or great for Sabino. Another guy uh, that I think a lot of people should keep their eye on. And for Arizona Wildcats fans, you may recognize this last name. Uh, and he goes by the name of Savon Berryhill. That is the younger brother of Stanley Berryhill, uh, who came over, is playing at Sabino, and he got some time as a true freshman last year. Now, as a sophomore, expected to have a bigger role, and he's a different receiver than Stanley. You know, he's only, what, 14, 15 years old, and he's six feet tall. So he's like just as tall as, as Bigger wow. Bro, yeah. and he's only going to get bigger. Um, so, I mean, Sabino, they just have a bunch of guys. Um, I, I really truly expect them uh, to have a great season. And, you know, Ryan McBrayer's been the head coach now there for, I believe, the last uh, five, six years. And I think it's time for him to finally have that team that makes a push for state. Well, they're playing that game. Actually, yeah, that game is is, is up here. That game is actually going to be taking place about four miles from my house. So I may actually go check that out tonight just so I can watch uh, Sabino, watch some preps action. I've been missing out on that. So uh, I'm looking forward to that. We're talking with Justin Spears, Spears and Ali. Three to six every day here on ESPN Tucson. Let's jump over to 4A because Canyon Del Oro sitting there, of course, in 4A. Always got a good program. They lose Stevie Rocker, of course, to uh, to Arizona. What is uh, what is Canyon Del Oro looking like this year? What kind of field they, uh, a team they going to put on the field? Yeah, not, not only do they lose uh, Stevie Rocker, but you know they lose their uh, starting quarterback Montana Newstatter, and that is a great name for a quarterback. Like okay. if your first name is Montana. Um, you got to play quarterback at some point in your life, but uh, they lose Montana, and you know now they they turn to you know their, their new guys. And one player that I think a lot of people should have on their radar already, and he's an offensive and defensive lineman, and his name is Sakaili Woodard. Sakaili Woodard is going to be the real deal. Uh, when he's done here in high school, I guarantee you're either going to see four stars or five stars attached to this young man's name. Wow. He is the he is everything you'd want in a Division One lineman. I mean, he broke CDO's weightlifting records. I mean, he smashed them as a freshman, and now he's like six three, two hundred eighty pounds, just this massive human being. But he's also got incredible feet. Um, he's very light on his feet, and, um, he, and he's very mobile. 
for a, a big man. Uh, so CDL, they're going to be, you know, a fun team to watch this year. But, man, they have that big guy right there in the middle who can just do everything in Sakali Woodard. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited to see the jump that uh, he will take at, from a freshman into a sophomore. Uh, Kenya Del Oro, you know, Dustin Peace, he's had some great talent come through that program, but it never really came together until last season. Um, you know, they, they looked just so great. Even Stevie Rocker, who was very limited in that game, and I think he even got hurt in, in the second half. They beat Ironwood Ridge for the first time in like a decade. Uh, so, you know, they had a very impressive 2020 season. Now it's about building on that um, and looking forward to the future. And CDO's got a good one. And let's finish. We, I mean, we, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about this team. It's actually going to be CDO's week one opponent. They travel across yeah. town to play South Point, and you know South Point always has state championship aspirations. They've built that program to a very, very special program. They're sending tons of five-star guys all across the country. Would like to see more stay here, but uh, South Point Catholic, of course, going to be a straight power in Southern Arizona football again this year. Yeah, no, no doubt about that. And they completely reloaded with talent, even though they lost Camden Gambrell uh, to Sabino, the def- defensive back and wide receiver. Uh, they also lost uh, offensive lineman Jack Ending, who's now playing at Tega Verde. And Jack Ending's another massive human being. He's a junior right now, and he's 6'6", 280 pounds, uh, and has already got offers from Arizona and Cal and also has interest from Michigan, Michigan State, and SMU. So Jack Ending was a huge loss to the Lancers. But then you look across the board, and it's like, okay, well, they still have Trenton Borgay, who's the best quarterback in Tucson right now. They also have Anthony Wilhite, uh, a great running back who's really flying under the radar because he was the backup to Bijan Robinson and also David Cordero for the last couple of years. Now he's able to step into that backfield and carry the load. Uh, and he's another guy who doesn't have D1 offers, but, I mean, he, he is a D1 athlete. But the, the sophomores that they have in place right now, Jeff, I'm telling you what, Tucson is going to have a recruiting boom, and the Arizona Wildcats could have a very impressive class in a couple of years. So we talked about the sophomore at CDO right now, it's the Kylie Woodard. Well, let me tell you about the two sophomores uh, for the South Point Catholic Lancers. One of them is Luis Cordova, 6'3", 260, great offensive lineman, already has offers from the University of Arizona. Brendan Carroll saw him in camp, loves him, and so far – uh, in preseason training camp, getting up, getting ready for the season, Luis Cordova has shown that you know he is one of the top offensive linemen in the state of Arizona, regardless of age. And then the other guy that I think Arizona fans should should keep an eye on moving forward is Elijah Rushing. He is a defensive end. Uh, his dad played football. Oh man, I'm blanking. Oh yes, dad played football actually uh, for the Florida Gators and was a part of Steve Spurrier's first official recruiting class at Florida. Well, now that they live in Tucson, Elijah is playing at South Point Catholic. And as a sophomore, Elijah is 6'5", 225 pounds, and just built like a tank. And he's a DN, very mean and aggressive on the field. And, you know, that matchup right there between the Kylie Woodard and Elijah Rushing, if you're a lineman advocate like me, you're going to be the first one to get into that game to watch it because it, it's yeah. going to be fun. So South Point, while they do have a lot of young talent with guys like Elijah and Luis Cordova, they're going to be loaded once again this year. And you know what? South Point Catholic, they just might be that Southern Arizona representative in the open division playoffs uh, for the third straight year, of course. Yeah, and if we're doing the six degrees of Jed Fish – I'm kind of liking what I see with Elijah Rushing with the Steve Spurrier and Florida connection. Now they're in Tucson. Dad was a, uh, a standout at Florida. Yeah, it could be, uh, could be an interesting little connection there in a couple of years, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I, I would say so. And, <laughs> and it would be a huge get for Arizona. And, and just another sign or reason why uh, Jet Fish is, is the right man to, to lead the Arizona Wildcats. And, you know, I think Jet Fish understands the importance of in-state recruiting, and especially 
right here in his own backyard in Tucson, Arizona. The previous regime did such a terrible job yeah. at recruiting the South Point kids because they had that, that little man mindset. Well, you know, Texas and Ohio State, you know, they're, they're recruiting these guys. We have no chance to get them. You can't have that mindset when you're recruiting your very own, especially when they're just a five-minute uh, car ride up mountains, right? Um, you know, all you got to do is get through Grant and Speedway. Those are the two major streets yep. um, between South Point Catholic High School and Arizona Stadium. But I think if, if the, the coaching staff now, they get in with these kids as sophomores, underclassmen, make them feel wanted, and do whatever it takes to out-recruit the other guys, um, I, I think Arizona could be uh, landing some pretty big-time local recruits here very soon. Well, he's the uh, he's the man when it comes to uh, prep sports in Southern Arizona. So, Justin Spears, we appreciate the time, man. Thank you for your expertise and your insight, and uh, we'll uh, we'll talk with you soon. Of course, I'm uh, I don't know what your schedule's like for uh, for next week when you're heading to Vegas for the uh, for the Arizona BYU game. But if you're in town Friday night, let's meet up at that uh, at that South Point game and uh, and so check out some prep football. Absolutely, yeah. It's going to be the the quickest trip to Las Vegas. I'm flying out Saturday morning. Coming back Sunday morning. So it's going to be a very quick trip to Vegas. So I will see you Friday night, my friend. All right, brother. We'll see you then. Take care. Thanks for your time as always, man. That's Justin Spears of the AZ Daily Star. Spears and Ali show here from 3 to 6 every weekday on ESPN Tucson. And uh, he's the man when it comes to uh, to preps. That's why why we brought him on. Arizona about to get even hotter. FanDuel Fantasy Sports and FanDuel Sportsbook coming soon. This Saturday, tomorrow, FanDuel's Daily Fantasy Contests open up to uh, inhabitants of the state of Arizona. Easy to enter, 100% secure, tons of fun. Go head-to-head against thousands of fans from every major U.S. sport with a shot at real cash prizes. You can even set up your own individual league with your buddies for the 2021 NFL season. It's a private league where you draft each week, so there's no pressure on getting your draft right you know before the season or guys on auto draft or gms making shady trades throughout the year you guys can set it up on your own your own private league with FanDuel, and you can start doing that as early as this saturday also FanDuel, america's number one sports book is coming soon in september they offer the best betting lines tons of promotions for new and existing customers fast payouts and a safe secure easy to use app Visit FanDuel.com slash Arizona today. If you want to learn more, that's FanDuel.com slash Arizona. Agent location restrictions apply. Void where prohibited. Bonus issued a non-withdrawable site credit that expires seven days after receipt. See FanDuel.com for terms and conditions. You're listening to the Jeff Dean Show. We'll be right back here on 1490 AM, 104.9 FM, ESPN Tucson. Back to the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 104.9 FM, ESPN Tucson. Well, the Wildcats basketball program is going to be hosting a very, very important recruit today, or this weekend, actually. He comes in uh, today. He'll be here through the weekend through Sunday. And it's going to be a full red carpet reception from Tommy Lloyd and staff when Shadon Sharp enters Tucson and enters the McHale Center. Look, this kid is the consensus number one overall player in the 2022 class, and I mean the consensus from everybody there is no doubt in anyone's mind that this dude is the number one player in the 2022 class he's from canada uh he's a combo guard he's like six four six five combo guard but he, he does it all like the, the i think the most amazing thing about sharp is his shooting ability at, at his age the way he's able to shoot uh, like it's it's remarkable the kid can just he's got jumpers like he can just get straight buckets with his jumpers He's also extremely athletic and a good defensive player well as well, a kid who uh, who buys into playing defense. He's not just out there all show and go. Uh, he does play defense as well. He's got good handles. Um, he can get up. He can play above the rim. He averages like seven rebounds a game in the league that he's in right now. And he's got that Steph Curry just dribble up and stop and pop from 29 feet and you know, just forget about it. It's good. He is uh, He's remarkable. Now here's the story on him. This is this is this is how his recruitment has gone so far. Obviously, the most highly coveted recruit in the country for the 2022 class. His five finalists, according to according to him and his uh, his advisor, Dwayne Washington, um, 
they were Oklahoma State, Kansas, Kentucky, Arizona, and then the G League. The G League's always going to be involved in these types of things, right? Now, he recently canceled visits to Oklahoma State in Kansas. Doesn't want to play in the Big 12, apparently. Doesn't want to play for either of those schools. He's already visited Kentucky, and now he's making a visit to Tucson to see what Arizona is going to bring to the table. He, A lot of people are just like, he's going to go to Kentucky, he's going to Kentucky, he's going to Kentucky. A lot of people say that, and look, a lot of times it ends up being true. Sometimes it's just not the right fit. I know that people are excited in Kentucky, and, you know, in Lexington, and rightfully so. I mean, it's, they've, got a, they've got a fantastic blue blood program there. And a standout for them, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, also played for the same team in Canada that Shadon Sharp plays for. But Sharp said, I think he, like recently, not too long ago, he was like, yeah, a lot of people have already got me penciled in for Kentucky. He's like, I honestly do, do not know where that's coming from. Yeah, I made my official visit. I canceled two other visits, but I've still got to talk to Arizona and talk to the G League. So it's not over, but it's going to be a very important weekend for Tommy Lloyd, his staff, and for the recruitment of this young man. Now, they had you know yesterday in uh, you know another visitor from uh, from Wildcat Pass, Josh Green, who was uh, in town showing off his bronze medal that he got with Team Australia in the uh, Tokyo Olympics. So happy to see uh, Josh there on campus, hanging out with the Emoy and uh, showing off that bronze medal that he's very very proud of. And because he's an Olympic medalist, he now qualifies for the McHale Center Ring of Honor for Arizona basketball. So that's a, a huge thing for Josh Green. And, of course, we wish Josh all the best in this upcoming season with the Dallas Mavericks. He's really well-liked in Dallas. His playing time expanded during his rookie season. They really started to play him a lot more, and he was getting more minutes. And they're lucky to have him. He's a hell of a basketball player. And, you know, when we first started this radio show back in the day, when we first started it, uh, before all the COVID and everything, the one player that I picked out of the entire group between like Josh and Nico and Zeke was Josh Green. I just felt like he was the player with the most upside. He was the guy that was going to be the most exciting and the, the one that the fans, I think, liked the most. And Josh has not disappointed. He has followed through on all that. He was an exciting player at Arizona, and he's going to continue to ball out in the NBA. And now he's got himself a bronze medal, and it was great to see him on campus yesterday. Join Spears and Ali today from 3 to 6. They're going to be broadcasting live from Main Gate Plaza at uh, University in Tyndall right next to Saigon Foe, right there at the Main Gate Square. Uh, it's a, a community preview of the U of A football team season, so head on down there, support ESPN Tucson, support uh, Spears and Ali show from 3 to 6 in Bear Down, Arizona. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll put a big, bright, red, shiny bow on today's edition of the Jeff Dean Show on a football Friday. That's next right here on 1490 AM, 104.9 FM, ESPN Tucson. More of the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 1049 FM, ESPN Tucson. Welcome back. Final segment of today's edition of the Jeff Dean Show here on a football Friday. Tons of football. I'm, left, I'm leaving a bunch of stuff on the table, but we had a great time talking. All levels of football, NFL, college, high school. And we finished with some a tie-in that kind of wraps it all together as two former NFL quarterbacks made appearances on high school fields earlier this week. Now, last night, Phillip Rivers, former NFL quarterback, of course, eighth on the all-time list with 134 regular season NFL wins, got a win last night that he will cherish forever as Phillip Rivers, now the head coach of the St. Michael Catholic Cardinals in Alabama, won their game 49 nothing last night. It was a rousing victory, and uh, Philip, of course, being the all shucks guy that he is from his home state of Alabama, says that uh, tonight was special. Shoot, I'm looking over, and Dad's standing on the track. Mom's in the stands. My boys are spotting the ball. My brother's here coaching. It was that kind of a night. That's a special night for any man, any person, for that matter, uh, being able to be in that situation. And uh, Philip Rivers, who earlier in the season left the door open that he may still be able to return to the NFL, may have found his niche as a uh, as a high school football coach, and he's just having the time of his life down there. And, uh, you know, he's got enough family to field a football team on his own if he wanted to. <laughs> so Philip Rivers uh, pacing the sidelines as a high school coach, got his first got his first win last night in his home state of Alabama. So uh, we'll watch and see how that goes. Now, Another interesting story from a former Colts quarterback also 
that I read earlier in the week. Andrew Luck, who's been hanging around in the state of Colorado, kind of uh, doing some doing some stuff out there, not exactly sure what exactly he's been doing, but he showed up on a high school football field earlier this week to play quarterback. Yeah, he contacted the coach of his this local high school in Frisco, Colorado, and I can't remember the name of the, of, the, of the high school. I don't actually have the story up here. I just remember reading the story. Contacted the coach and was like, hey, do you mind if I come down and watch your practice today? Coach was like, uh, Andrew Luck? Yeah, sure. Come on down. That's great. Is this a joke? Like, <laughs> is, somebody, is somebody fooling me right now? Pranking me? And the beard showed up. The neck beard showed up at practice. Could not contain himself. Like, literally. Just could not contain himself and had to get on the field and ran the scout offense for the practice team because, uh, you know, why not? If you got the love for the game that Andrew Luck has, and I do believe he does have a deep love for the game, just didn't want to get the hell beat out of him any longer. He's a smart guy. Uh, wanted to avoid all that uh, all that nonsense and all that mess. Not being able to walk when you're older or worse uh, with CTE levels rising and things like that. But uh, he was uh, he was playing scout team quarterback for the this high school in Frisco, Colorado, and um, they were having a little contest. He, he, they thought it would be fun to see if team you know players on the starting defense were able to get a pick or uh, you know get a ball from him or something like that. They did he did throw a couple of interceptions, I guess, in the in the process. But you, I just I love to hear stories like that. Andrew Luck on the field running scout. Can you imagine if you're a player on that team? Like, if you're one of the starting defensive players in that team, and all of a sudden Andrew Luck is barking out signals from across the line of scrimmage. (laughs) Holy smokes. I mean, I remember watching Andrew Luck when he came to Tucson as a member of the Stanford Cardinal. I was wowed by what he was doing. Wasn't even playing high school football at the time. All right, well, that's going to wrap things up for today's edition of the Jeff Dean Show. Thanks to our guest, Justin Spears. From the Spears and Ali Show, every weekday here from 3 to 6 p.m. They're going to be broadcasting live today from Main Gate Square. Thanks to Justin. Of course, thanks to Medea for doing all the right things, pushing all the buttons back there that need to keep us on the air, keep us moving forward. And, of course, thanks to you guys. Enjoy your weekend of football and everything else. We'll see you on Monday morning right here for another edition of the Jeff Dean Show on 1490 AM, 104.9 FM, ESPN, Tucson. Thanks for listening to the Jeff Dean Show. Tucson's only local morning sports talk show. Jeff will be back Monday morning at 7 on ESPN Tucson.